All right, Exodus 5. We are continuing on. We actually will read all of chapter 5 and a couple of verses of chapter 6. Uh, but usually we try to, I try to kind of use little bite-sized chunks if we can, but sometimes you kind of need the whole of a, of a chapter or of a couple of chapters to kind of get to context. And we, uh, we have seen Moses go from uh, almost being killed as a child to being spared to growing up in, in the palace with the daughter of Pharaoh uh, and then realizing that his people were being abused uh, and, and ended up killing an Egyptian. He left at about the age of 40. He went uh, a little ways away, a few miles away, and uh, he ended up uh, starting a family there. Now, that's making a long story short. That's, that's cutting out a lot of details. But uh, Moses had been away from Egypt for about 40 years when God appeared to him in the burning bush and said, All right, Moses, you're the guy. I'm calling you, and you're going back, and you're going to lead my people out of slavery. Of course, Moses said, No, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy kind of went back and forth with God and God said, "All right, I see. I see what I see what's going on here. I'll send Aaron with you." So, he sent Aaron with him, and so Moses and Aaron are are getting ready to go out and and uh take on this huge task that God had given them to take on. Now, this was a pretty big deal because Egypt was a pretty powerful place at this point. And here was Moses and Aaron, uh Hebrews who were not uh, looked upon very highly in that society. After all, they were just the slaves of the Egyptians. And here these two Hebrew men, brothers, were about to go before Pharaoh and say, oh, by the way, I want you to let all these slaves that you have, all of our people, would you mind just letting them go? And, of course, you can imagine how that went over. Imagine Pharaoh. He Pharaoh of the country. You've got these Hebrews here. You're not having to pay them. They're doing all the work for you. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, there were probably thousands upon thousands of Hebrews at this point, possibly even into the millions. I don't know exactly how many it would have been, but it would have been a lot of them, and they were a free labor force. And so we are going to see what happens between uh, the interaction of Pharaoh and Moses in these verses tonight. So let's pray, and then we'll dig in. Father God, we come to you now. I thank you for these verses. I pray that you speak to us through them. I pray that we get something out of them. I pray that you would just clear our minds, that you would help us to be focused not on things of the world, but on you. God, just let the Holy Spirit speak through us. Let us see uh, what goes on. Let us learn how we can apply these things that we see tonight to our very own lives. So I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 1. We'll just go through a few verses at a time and just kind of break it down. Later, Moses and Aaron went in and said to Pharaoh, This is what Yahweh, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival for me in the wilderness. Now, I can only imagine uh, how Moses and Aaron felt. I really don't know how they felt. Perhaps they were confident. Perhaps they trusted in the Lord. After all, the Lord had given them uh, some signs and wonders to do. And so they had seen the power of the Lord that Moses had in the burning bush, plus all the, the miracles that God had shown them to work for Pharaoh. Uh, so I don't really know what their attitude was. I don't know if they were confident, if they were trusting in the Lord, or if they were fearful. I know I personally would probably be fearful. And I think it's safe for us to assume that there uh, was some fear for Moses and Aaron as well. After all, think about the situation in which they are walking into. 
They could, after all, if Pharaoh decided to, he could have them killed because they're going in talking some pretty serious stuff here. Hey, guess what? Our God said you need to let his children go. And so uh, who knows what the, uh, what the feelings and the attitude were of Moses and Aaron, but I like to think that, that they possibly were a little scared there. I, I think about in my own life situations that bring fear that aren't nearly about as serious as this situation. For one, I, I think I was thinking back when I was a teenager, uh, just the simplest task of asking a girl out on a date. That was a lot of fear to go before and to open my mouth and say, hey, would you uh, go on a date with me? And so that was a lot of fear. And that was, a, and she wasn't even going to kill me probably. But here, thank the Lord, no, none of them ever did. But here you have Moses and Aaron and they're going before the Pharaoh of Egypt and they're saying, hey, let all these slaves that are giving you free labor go. And they went and they did just as God said. This is where the rubber meets the road. It's easy for us to say, well, this is what I would do or this is what I'm going to do when this situation comes. And there's a lot of times that in my heart and in my mind, I know what I should do and I know what I want to do. But then when the rubber meets the road, I'm not quite as bold or as, as strong to do what I need to do. But thankfully with Moses and Aaron, here's where the rubber met the road. They knew God had sent them. And they went and they did exactly what God said. They didn't run. They didn't tuck their tail and run the other way. They were standing firm, trusting in the Lord. Verse 2, But Pharaoh responded, Who is Yahweh that I should obey him by letting Israel go? I do not know anything about Yahweh. And besides, I will not let Israel go. So here we, we see that Pharaoh has no knowledge of Yahweh. He doesn't know about the God of Israel, the only God. Uh, it is very likely, being an Egyptian, that he might have worshipped several false gods. But he didn't know about Yahweh. He says, okay, you coming to me telling me Yahweh is telling you to let the people go. Uh, well, uh, who is Yahweh? Uh, to him, Yahweh was of no authority, of no significance to Pharaoh. And he says, look, I don't know who Yahweh is, and I'm not letting the people go. Now, Moses already knew this. God had already told him, you're going to go and ask him to let the people go. We saw that a few verses back. And he is going to say no. But God is allowing Pharaoh to make this decision on his own. He's not, he's not forcing Pharaoh into anything. Uh, we are going to see that Pharaoh is going to make his own poor decisions when it comes to acknowledging God and listening to what, it's, what he says. Verse 3, Then they answered, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go on a three-day trip into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to Yahweh our God, or else he may strike us with plague our sword. The king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, Why are you causing the people to neglect their work? Get to your work, Pharaoh also said. Look, the people of the land are so numerous and you would stop them from working? That day Pharaoh commanded the overseers of the people as well as their foremen, Don't continue to supply the people with straw for making bricks as before. They must go and gather straw for themselves, but require the same quota of bricks from them as they were making before. Do not re reduce it, for they are slackers. That is why they are crying out. Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Impose heavier work on the men. Then they will be occupied with it and not pay attention to deceptive words. So instead of getting better, things got worse. Things were getting more difficult. 
Uh, usually we hear the phrase, the calm before the storm. Uh, but in this case, what we are seeing is the storm before the calm. God is, I'm going to ruin the story for you if you don't know it, God is eventually going to deliver His people out of Egypt. Now there are many difficult times that is going to be ahead of them before they get into the promised land. But God is eventually going to give them the calm that He wants to give them. He is going to give them their land. But before things are going to get better, things got worse. They were already enslaved, but now not only were they enslaved, but Pharaoh said, all right, you think you're so good, you want to come in here and you want to tell me how to, how to run my business, what to do. You want to tell me to get rid of all your people? Well, guess what? You guys are lazy, and instead of letting you go, I'm going to make your workload that much harder. Now you've got to work harder than ever before. You've got to do more for yourself. And so Pharaoh uh, 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 makes their workload much more difficult. He says, look, if I work them harder, guess what? Then they're not going to be thinking about God. They're not going to be worried about all this stuff. They're going to forget about it. I'm just going to work it out of them. So I don't know what the attitude of the people of Israel was at that time. Perhaps that they were, again, as we said earlier, trusting in the Lord. Perhaps they were waiting. Perhaps they knew. Perhaps there were some who were angry who were thinking, what? Moses was supposed to be coming to deliver us. Now we're having to work harder. Uh, that's kind of a, a natural human response. So I would suspect that there were some in Israel, this is just an opinion, this is just a thought, that there were some in Israel who probably had the faith and they were trusting in the Lord to deliver them, and that there were some who probably were thinking, oh great, we thought we had it bad, now we got it even worse. And so we see things got a little worse for them, and sometimes that's the case for us. Sometimes when God calls us to something, very I'll tell you this, if you hadn't figured it out, very seldom when God calls us to something is it easy. It's almost always there's going to be some part of it that is difficult. And sometimes things may get a little worse in the short term uh, than they do in the long term. Sometimes we have to go through some really hard times in the short term to see good work done in the long term. And so we need to remember that in life when God calls us to something. Because a lot of times it's easy to start a task and you, you have high hopes, you got all the faith in the world, you're ready to go, you're ready to serve, and all of a sudden you get into it and it gets hard and harder and harder. And how many times as Christians have we just give up and said, God, this is too hard? How many times have we followed through and finished it out to the end? What if the Israelite people would have just given up? What if all of them would have said, all right, Moses, thanks, you gave it your best shot, but there's no hope for us. What if they would have just given up? They would still be slaves in Egypt. They would have never gotten out of there. But praise the Lord that they didn't give up. They continued to do what God told them to do. Moses and Aaron didn't run. They continued to stay there because God had put them there, and they knew that God was going to deliver the people of Israel. Verse 10, So the overseer and foreman of the people went out and said to them, This is what Pharaoh says, I'm not giving you, excuse me, I'm not giving you straw. Go get straw yourselves wherever you can find it. But there will be no reduction at all in your workload. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt and to gather stubble for straw. The overseers insisted, Finish your assigned work each day just as you did when straw was provided. Then the Israelite foremen, whom Pharaoh's slave drivers had set over the people, were beaten and asked, Why haven't you insisted making your prescribed number of bricks yesterday or today as you did before? So the Israelite foremen went and cried for help to Pharaoh. 
Why are you treating your servants this way? No straw has been given to your servants, yet they say to us, Make bricks. Look, your servants are being beaten, but it is your own people who are at fault. But he said, You are slackers, slackers. That is why you are saying, Let us go sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must produce the same quantity of bricks. The Israelite foreman saw that they were in trouble when they were told, You cannot reduce your daily quota of bricks. When they left Pharaoh, they confronted Moses and Aaron, who stood waiting to meet them. May the Lord take note of you and judge, they said to him, to them, because you have made us reek in front of Pharaoh and his officials, putting a word in their hand, excuse me, putting a sword in their hand to kill us. So Moses went back to the Lord and asked, Lord, why have you caused trouble for this people? And why did you ever send me? Ever since I went in to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has caused trouble for his people, and you haven't delivered your people at all. But the Lord replied to Moses, Now you are going to see what I will do to Pharaoh. He will let them go because of my strong hand. He will drive them out of his land because of my strong hand. So here we see Moses' response here. He says, look, God, you call me to go here and do this task, but look at what's going on. Things are more difficult on your people now than they were before. And God reassures Moses, no, I'm going to deliver my people. Pharaoh will know who I am by the time this is all said and done. Pharaoh may not have knew who God was here at the first part of chapter 5, but I guarantee you by the time we get through the events of the next three chapters, he will know full well who Yahweh, the God of Israel, is. Because Pharaoh is about to set himself up for some very difficult times. Now we saw uh, a week or two ago where it talked about that, that uh, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and that's kind of a difficult verse. Does, did Pharaoh have a part in that? Did God just say your heart is hardened and Pharaoh didn't have a choice? Well, I don't know, but I like to believe that God hardened Pharaoh's heart because he knew the choice that Pharaoh was going to make. I believe that Pharaoh had an opportunity here, just like we... Uh, we'd been studying uh, the book of Jonah and Nahum in our Sunday school. Just as we saw God gave the, uh, the city of Nineveh, the Assyrian people, an opportunity to repent. Guess what? Jonah preached, they repented, and God relented from bringing disaster on them. But we also see in the book of Nahum, it wasn't much longer after that that the Assyrian people continued to do evil. And that time God said, you will be destroyed. And I think we see kind of a similar thing here. We see God sending his messengers to Pharaoh saying, All right, all you got to do is let the people go. But Pharaoh says, Nope, I'm not going to let the people go. God gave Pharaoh the opportunity to do what was right, and he chose to do what was wrong. And God said, Now it's about to get very bad for Pharaoh. And just like Moses and Aaron had to go in and do this difficult task, just like things didn't quite work out maybe the way that they had hoped or the way they had planned, just like things were a little harder for them at first, God was still with them and God was reminding them, just hang tight, just don't give up, just stick with what you're doing. And that's an important reminder for those of us who are Christians. That's an important reminder for, those, uh, for, for this church as a whole. That whatever task God may call us to, there may be some rough days. There may be some hard times, but we can't give up what we're doing. 
A simple illustration for this that just popped into my head is when we first started going to the apartments in Liberty. I didn't know if anybody would come from the church or from the apartments as far as that goes. In those first few weeks, we had pretty light crowds. And there were a few weeks. I don't think we ever had a week where nobody came. We always had at least one person. But it would have been easy for us after the first couple months to say, you know what? There's just not a lot of people coming. We tried. They won't come. And we could have given up. Now, we weren't facing any adversity. Nobody was trying to kill us. Nobody was even giving us a hard time. But but things weren't working out the way I'd hoped. I just knew we were going to go in there, and it was just every one of them were going to come, and we were going to have a house full every week, and it was going to be great. Well, it didn't work out that way. And I'm not boasting, but, but we kept going, praise the Lord, and God blessed those efforts. If Moses and Aaron would have given up, who knows what would have happened. And as Christians, whatever task God calls us to, if we ever feel like giving up, let's think about Moses and Aaron. Now, I'm not saying that there may not be times as a church that we do have to stop some tasks that we're doing. Sadly, uh, Haiti comes to mind. That's a task that we were involved in, a ministry that we were involved in. And sadly, that's one of those times where sometimes you have to say no. Sometimes you endure as long as you can, but there comes to a point to where you have have to stop. But as Christians, let us think about Moses. Let us think about Aaron in those times when it's hard. Let us not easily give up, but let us fight as long as we can and seek the Lord for our strength and know just as God was with the people of Israel, He is with us. And there may be some storm before the calm, but God is ultimately going to bring calm to us, if not in this life, in the life to come through what Jesus Christ did on the cross, if we've accepted Him and made Him our Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and I thank you for these good verses today and I thank you for letting us see the example of Moses and Aaron and and the bravery it must have taken for them, the faith it must have taken for them to go before Pharaoh and say what they had to say, dear Lord. And so I pray that you give us boldness and faith. And even sometimes, God, when we got all the faith and the boldness in the world, sometimes we charge in and then we begin to kind of get a little fear. So help us to be able to stand firm to, to whatever task you call us to, dear Lord. Help us not to give up. And I pray that you would just uh, help us to not ever forget that you are right here with us to get us through. Just as you were there for your children back in those days, God, you are still here for your children today. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.